Yalaran. I don't know if you remember me from the Academy. Of course. Young Agent Callus. I keep tabs on all my star pupils. What brings you to Lothal? We're in need of his expertise. There's a rebel spy in our midst. Codename Fulcrum. And perhaps today we're going to learn their true identity. And welcome to another episode of Ghost Stories, a Rebels podcast here on the Random Shatter Network. I am your host, Spectre Seven, and joining me tonight is Spectre Eight and Nine. Guys, are you ready? We yeah. are ready. Now, before we jump into this, um, I went to the Lego store yesterday, as I've been casing the place for the past couple weeks, and I finally picked up the Lego Phantom Two. Really? No. Yeah, uh, it's a new. I will. It's a, uh, it's a cute little set. Run, runs about thirty dollars. Comes with new blind cannon, uh, a chopper, and Thrawn. Yay! So, we have a little Lego, uh, little Lego Thrawn now. Um, cool thing about it though too, is it fits in the slot that the old Phantom fits into. In if you already have the Lego Ghost. Um, mm-hmm. it, it barely fits, um, and it's pretty tall, but it does fit in the same slot that the old Lego Phantom fit into. So definitely pick it up. And if you have the old ghost, then f- might as well change it around. That's what I'm doing right now. And I just got to figure out what to do with the old Phantom. Getting in with the times, huh? You know, uh, hopefully we get some more series, uh, season two sets like, um, Sabine, I don't think they have a season two Lego Sabine yet, uh, but we got blind Canaan now. So, and uh, we just need an updated Ezra, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> now the official description for tonight's episode through Imperial eyes as Thrawn's search for the rebel spy intensifies Ezra looks to extract Callus and bring him to the rebel base. Now, Real quick, I loved this episode. This is probably one of my favorites this season. It was uh, yeah. probably the most tense I've ever felt for a Rebels um, episode. It really was. It really, really was. Like the the cat and mouse game between Thrawn and Callus. I like. I was on edge the entire time. I didn't think he'd get found out, but I was just like, "How are they going to get him off?" Thrawn's ship now like ah uh, Lindsay what did you think I loved it and I I called this I called this like earlier <laughs> I knew that this was going to happen that that basically you know I had discussed I think I can't remember I think it was the last episode where Callus um was talking about Fulcrum and you know when he gave his last transmission as Fulcrum to them, I kind of suspected and kind of called that by by now, Thrawn probably already had figured it out and was just starting to lay the groundwork so that he could, you know, solidify it and then start using Callus for his own means without Callus knowing. And 
it's totally what happened. I mean, like sometimes I don't like it when I can call things, but it's only because I, you know, you never know what they're going to do with Thrawn. It just seemed like I have, you know, I've been with Thrawn's character for a really long time and it'd be a very Thrawn-like thing to do. So this episode was just great to see. Again, like I've, I've said the, the, the phrase a lot of times, but it's just really neat to see him playing chess while everybody was playing checkers. Though Callus, to his credit, was trying to play a better version of checkers than everybody else, but it still wasn't. It still didn't work as well as he liked. See, but, I don't think he. I don't think he, uh, Thrawn figured it out until this episode. See, I think he had strong suspicion. Okay, I, I'll admit myself. I think he had really strong suspicions that it was Callus, but he didn't have any hard proof of it yet. Yeah, and that's what they said on Rebels Recon is that, like, uh, basically Thrawn is a, a man of facts. So I remember you saying that theory, and I remember myself saying that, like, I, I think Thrawn knows, but he's never going to jump the gun. He needs to get his facts in order in order for him to really play out something that he suspects. So that was just something that I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt, you know, and... But at the same time, like, towards the end of the episode, I started second-guessing myself and Thrawn and just being like, well, maybe he really does think it's List. Like, maybe Callus did it. Like, maybe Callus really won. I really thought for a hot second, maybe he had, you know, outplayed Thrawn. And no, but that that was what I liked about this episode is that the episode was really well um, really well choreographed. There were some things that I think Callus did that I thought were a little not the smartest, but I, I I think it's what he could do in the heat of the moment and having to go off, you know, his instincts and playing off the cuff given the situation he was he was in. Oh, I just still really enjoy Callus as a character, and I'm glad he's not dead yet. <laughs> yes, he's a very enjoyable character but i wanted to ask you two since you two guys are imperial fans how are you guys like doing with seeing like almost like the day-to-day operations inside uh a star destroyer even with the like code cylinders that was that was my favorite part was was definitely seeing that day-to-day stuff that we've never had before yeah it was i I think mike can you remember any time where you've actually seen code cylinders used no, um, like, yeah, not it, it not either. in this way. Like, it just if I remember correctly, like in in Legends, like they were kind of they used like near field communication so that you walk when you walked through a door, like that's when it would scan you. But here, like, we actually saw them. You had to insert them into the terminals. Now, granted, they may still have that near field, you know, use, mm-hmm. but it was neat to see. Oh yeah, and I was watching with someone who um, hadn't, didn't, you know, realize that those were actual like, didn't know what those were, and they were like, "Oh, I always thought that those were just pins." I was like, "No, they're not pins." <laughs> well, I also want to know. I also want to know like what are the color differences because mm-hmm. lists was blue, blue and was red. Is red. And so that's that's interesting to me. He got to love too that that uh, stormtrooper stood his ground when List was like, "I am a lieutenant," you know, and uh, kind of stood his ground. And then I like that 
you know, possibly that they, these things could be wireless, but also that, you know, um, uh, Kellis said it out loud that Thrawn is very thorough. So I think it could mm-hmm. go both ways. Yep. Uh, Thrawns are also blue, FYI. Yeah, but we also had all um, the Stormtrooper, and pretty much everybody who works on the Chimera, which actually was officially said in this episode, the Chimera. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody on Thrawn's Star Destroyer had their own custom logo. Did you guys notice that? Like yes. everybody from the officers to the Stormtroopers. List like, had that one on his hat. Well, that's that's the that's the standard cog, but everybody on who was assigned to the Chimera, yeah, has their own like insignia just for Thrawn's ship, which I thought was pretty. uh, It's pretty cool. Um, It it definitely lends itself to be more of like an elite crew. Mm -hmm. Um, And then anytime a stormtrooper has a black pauldron, that just looks so cool to me. But I want to go back before they went into Thrawn's office mm-hmm. when they were walking him in a list and Callus were walking down the hallway. We saw some other Imperial officers that we've seen before. Yes. We I... saw Captain Brunson. We saw Titus. Wait, well, I didn't catch you. The, well, Lit... I didn't catch you the third, uh, the third one that was in that group. Yeah. I didn't catch that one either, but I know list even was in uh season two uh, with uh, princess Leia. Yeah, he mentions right. that. He mentioned he mentions that. that. I was like, oh yeah, I remember List now. I felt really bad. For, I, for the record, I felt kind of bad for List this entire episode. He was so earnest and wanted to do like he wanted to impress Thrawn so much, and oh, he just got played so hard. But I think that definitely highlights the difference between pretty much everybody, all of the lower Imperials like List and Captain Brunson. All of those kind of frontline Imperials compared to people like Thrawn or Callus or, you know, Wolf Yularen, who's back. Um, I liked Yularen back in Clone Wars, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I love that they gave him back then that kind of old timey, you know, war and now it's a war come to the Republic voice. Like, yeah, I need Tom Kane to Tom narrate. Kane. Yeah. Narrate my life. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, so having having him back and moving us that much closer to a new hope is really cool. Cause now he looks exactly like, um, you and how he looked in a new hope. Another cool, like parallel you can kind of run with it is that he looks a lot like captain Paleon who was Thrawn's, you know, right hand, you know, guy who was my, one of my favorite characters from, uh, legends. Oh yeah. Like Lindsay, did you pick up on that parallel between the two of them? Yes, I did. This entire episode was just so great and so filled with a lot of things for people who, you know, it was nice to see all this Imperial. It was really enjoyable to see this Imperial stuff. It really was like um, when they were going into Thrawn's office, like I was trying to, I I knew his hallway was going to have a lot of stuff and I couldn't make out everything. Mm -hmm. But But I did see the clone trooper helmet, which they said Maybe Gree, but he's but maybe not officially, but it he's pretty much the only clone trooper with that color scheme. Um and then the species that Eloasti from uh Force Awakens, like there's a sculpture of that species head in there. Um and then we saw the Calicori, you know, Hera's Calicori from earlier this season. Which was nice that Ezra wanted to get it back. Yeah. 
real quick, there is... Is the thing on List's hat normal? Not his yep. little top. No, not the cog. The the painting around his cog. Yeah, I've what never I, seen that before. It's it's only on um, certain officers in Rebels. It's okay. not. It's not. It's not from the movies. I think it's only people from Lethal. Okay. Oh, okay. That would make sense. But. Yeah, but it's something I've noticed too, and it's it's only like a little design flair for Lothal officers. I'm pretty sure. Okay, and I have we haven't seen Lothal officers in a while, so I think that's why I didn't notice it. Yeah, I think List was the last one that we've seen. I think Constantine has it too. Oh, he has, he but he has a he has a different marking on his hat. He also has a marking on his hat, but it's not the marking that List has. Okay. But it's also a unique marking. It's weird that they allow them to have things that are against regulation. But anyways. well, it, well, I don't think it's against regulation. I think it. I think it's part of the uniform. I think it's just. I think just it denotes unique to, to like like um, you know, the emblem that we were talking about for Thrall's stormtrooper or Thr- Thrall's Thrawn's <laughs> uh, uh, troopers and officers like that design they have this could pretty much be, like be the same thing for those officers and the, like the sectors that they govern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Just little, little pieces of flair there. They might, it'd be interesting if they ever explained it or if it's I mean, just to, one of those things that it's kind of there. Them, for. To them, it just might be their uniform. So they might mm-hmm. not even see it as a, anything special, you know? Well, yeah, of course. I mean like, no, it's more like something that might get explained to us at least like, the viewer not necessarily them explain it but like sometime in meta it might be explained to us that'd be something to ask pablo i would be now what did you guys think of uh ap5 and chopper accompanying ezra <laughs> i liked the paint job <laughs> on his uh helmet his bounty hunter helmet no uh chopper's paint job <laughs> oh i always like it when they paint him his imperial colors i like the red and black on him yeah. yeah, he looks good in it. I like it. But I did I did like the plan to kind of infiltrate and bust Callus out. Even though there really wasn't a plan, they were just kind of winging it. Like I thought it was super cool. I thought uh Callus's reaction was um pretty cool as well because he knows how much his position means to the rebels um being fulcrum and all. Um especially when they're in the prison or the mm-hmm. prison cell. And he uh, basically said like, well, now I have no choice. Like I have to go. Like, this is not what I asked for, but like now, mm-hmm. like I'm going to get caught, but now I have to go. Like, it's just kind of the way it is. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. I love that his voice cracked <laughs> when he's, uh, when he, when he was talking to Ezra, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I love, um, David Oyewello as Callus, like, his voice acting is just always perfect to me as Callus. It is. It's he's got nice inflections in his voice um, when he says certain sentences, and yes, the crack in his voice was actually kind of cool. Like I really got the sense that he was getting stressed out, and not so much with just Ezra coming in and kind of bungling his his position, but I, I mean, I, I Callus has to know, you know, Thrawn is getting closer and closer to finding him out. And yeah. that's got to be putting a lot of stress on him. 
Well, the the crazy thing was, and and this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier, is that like Thrawn is getting his facts, and the one fact that kind of gave it away was because of Ezra. He left that helmet back in the cell, and that's how Thrawn deduced that Fulcrum is Callus, is Agent Callus. Uh, you know, he was looking at the artwork, uh, the color on the helmet, and then the color on the uh, stone painting. Well, uh, that's because Thrawn is a. a uh, he loves the arts. <laughs> he loves the arts. So it was cool to watch that yeah. and actually like stay true to legends because I mean, that's what we were, we've been waiting for. We've been waiting to see mm-hmm. his office. We've been waiting to see how he deduces uh strategy just from art, you know? Yeah. That was really, I, I really liked how he put those pieces together and it wasn't so much like the art. It's that he was able to connect it to Ezra and then deduce that Callus would have recognized it and that and that he didn't tell them right away like that was that was really interesting especially with uh, colonel yularen uh it was a cold response what thrawn told yularen it was basically that's why you fail is because your best student that's the way you see him like and it was almost like keep your your friends close and your enemies closer you know and uh, yeah it was just a just a cold calculated response by thrawn and it just made it so much better and almost like a little bit hurt in yularen uh just knowing that his best student is working for the rebels basically yeah definitely and it's i i knew that that helmet and just the fact that it was ezra was gonna come back and bite them at some point because the entire and that and also, like, the fact, I thought it was smart that Callus took List's um, code cylinders. But at the same time, if you're Fulcrum and you've been careful this entire time, why would you suddenly start leaving, if you were really Fulcrum, why would you start suddenly leaving a ent- giant trail for them to follow of all of your betrayals? Like, so the fact that Callus was leaving all of these very, very blatant you know cookie crumbs for Thrawn to follow and be like it's List he's Fulcrum by making it so obvious it makes it not List not that he would immediately not that Thrawn would immediately assume Callus but because it was so obvious after Fulcrum had been so careful that immediately tells you it's not List because, like, why would he be using his... Co- All of a sudden, he's using his code cylinder everywhere to get Ezra out and then getting it into Thrawn's, you know, thing. And then, all of a sudden, then adamantly claiming that Price was the, you know, Price is the... Is Fulcrum the entire time, which... Poor, poor Price. She's having a rough time, too. But, I, I yeah. I think it was I, Lauren too, that kind of pointed it out. Like, this was a little yeah, too perfect. It's too perfect. And it's too... Again, for... You know, for somebody who's been really, really careful, they don't they don't get that sloppy that suddenly. So I thought that was And I I feel I I didn't feel like Thrawn ever really believed it was List. Oh yeah. Like he may have for a second when he was getting a you know attacked by those sentry droids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I think he knew even from their first meeting. Like, I don't think he ever suspected List. Mm-hmm. 
I do think it's interesting. I can't remember if it was you, Mike, or uh, Ernie that had mentioned that Thrawn might get the mis- the idea that maybe it's Price that was Fulcrum. And of course, it wasn't Thrawn who thought it was Fulcrum, but we did see that idea played out in this episode is with the misdirection of, you know, list thinking that Fulcrum was Price. I did like that. Uh, yeah. That, that kind of, you know, misdirection just that list did it (laughs) (laughs) and i felt you you felt bad for him you really did because he's he i mean obviously he's an imperial but he he just seemed like a company guy like he genuinely just wanted to do his job well and make his you know commanding officers proud oops but (laughs) we know we know he's probably gonna get executed yeah because it's the only way to keep the idea that that's the only way to make Callus think he's safe. I did like the 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 kind of back and forth between Ezra and um, and Callus when he's like, you know, in order to protect the base, I need you to tell me where it is so I can delete it. And Ezra, not trusting Callus fully yet, you know, wouldn't tell him where it is. Like I, I, I really that kind of had me on edge. I was like, "How are they gonna solve that situation?" And it turned out it was pretty simple. You know, they'll get him in, and you know, Callus will pretty much just turn his back. <laughs> yeah, I did have. I'm. I am curious because we saw Thrawn look at the map, and he seemed to think that there was nothing wrong with it. Well, so that, does he I think. Not, I think he did, did see it. See, that's what I was thinking. I'm but, there too. Like, I think, I think he saw, I think he sees that something's missing. And rather than, you know, going through everything one by one, he's just going to look for what's deleted now. And like, I think that's, I, were, if, I mean, <laughs> that's interesting. Is there a record of what's been deleted? Well, maybe not, maybe not that. Maybe he just memorized the map and he's like, hey, like, there's not a whole lot going on here in the Adelon system now. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw something over here. You know, I mm-hmm. like if I were Ezra, I would have deleted multiple things and then put just, in de- lots of decoys. Yeah, put in lots of de- I mean, granted, they may they may have been pressed for time. Ezra didn't know how to do it. But I mean, if he knows that delete one thing, I mean, it, presumably you could delete a bunch of them and throw him really off course. I would almost come and kind of envision it like us looking at the United States and seeing a state missing. And uh, let's not forget that Thrawn studies in a new this state. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> new exactly. state existed. So instead of Texas, it's like <laughs> Jexas. <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. I'm... Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe like Thrawn might have memorized the map, and to have something you know deleted like that, he probably would have seen it. And so I, that's what I think that look was when he was looking at the map with the stormtroopers there. I just think he, I don't think he wanted to play his hand yet, just in mm-hmm. case. List was still in the room, which we know Ezra was still in the room, even though he thought it was List. You got to love right. his uh, playing of List too. I am, you know, Lieutenant List. <laughs> I, I was like, he's. I was like, he's not gonna just pretend he's List. And then he did the the Jedi mind trick, and I was like, okay, good. I was like, he's not gonna get away with just pretending he's List. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of the confrontation between um, Price and Kanan? 
I, the, you know, that was pretty, that was pretty tense for a moment. I loved it. Like, yeah. She's like, you know, remove your helmets. And I can't remember what they said, but it was just like, uh, well, he, why? Kanan tried to use the Jedi mind trick on her. And before he even, she immediately saw his hand go up and she's like, I'm done. And like shot him. Yeah. Like that. And I was, loved it. Like, and I, and I know why they used stun, but I was like, uh, come on. <laughs> like price isn't messing around at this point. She wouldn't have used stun. No, I think it's interesting though, that the higher level officers have some sort of expertise in like combat training. You know, we saw that with like Thrawn training in his room, mm-hmm. but even like price price can handle herself really well. Well, yeah, we, we found that out earlier this season when she did the hand to hand with Sabine, but you know, is that terrorist Casa? Is that, is that making a comeback? Probably not, but you know, wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and that you know what Kanan tried didn't didn't work, and they only got out of it really because List helped them out. <laughs> and by the way, I wanted to throw this in there before we uh, completely walk away from the conversation, but uh, the conversation between Callus um, and um, Ezra. Uh, when Callus walked into the cell and Ezra's hiding, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, that yeah. was so funny. That Stop doing that. that. <laughs> what? It worked last time. Like Callus and... is so tired of this child. Like he's just done. Oh man, I I just I thoroughly love this episode. And anytime we see more stuff just about the Imperials like this, you know, anything that shows them not bumbling is great mm-hmm. like even though callus at this point is technically a rebel like he he's imperial you know on the inside he like, thinks like an imperial he thinks like an imperial and that's part of because he's been an imperial for so long look and i'm not even, i haven't even i have completely avoided talking about how hot thrawn looked when he was fight when he was sparring <laughs> But he looked delicious. He was like a delicious blueberry I was, that I uh, wanted to just eat. I was thinking about you. I was like, I wonder what he's thinking about this with his like tank top, his little Nike <laughs> like dry fit tank top. That's <laughs> everything I wanted. What about the code name to stop the the assassin droids? Oh, I can't even remember what it is right now. It was Rook? what is it? Re- yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. And he fought two assassin droids and kicked. He was so awesome. He's so cool. Dude, the animation. Okay, especially when he's in his office and they're attacking him, not from practice. He did these, like, um, kind of avoiding punches moves, like, towards Mm -hmm. his desk. I thought that was so fantastic in the animation. He's so amazing. And also, like, his music, his, like, the suite they used for him. It's just so good with the like the pipe organ. Yeah, they've been using it the whole season, and Ugh, so it still creeps it. me out. <laughs> it's so awesome. Well, you know what? I I did love the way they did the office, but I still want to mm-hmm. see more. I want to see way more art because that's oh, yeah. the way I pictured. You know his little his little Zen area of Zen. You know, just mm-hmm. like, tons of art everywhere, but. It was still well, really interesting. Exciting. Like, really, all of it right now is all in uh, Rebels art. I will say, like, Tending Ezra seemed like a 
just not the brightest, smartest idea. I don't know. He just seems right. I know what I thought was interesting was Ezra claiming that, you know, the empire is big, so not everybody's going to recognize him. So like, calm down. Yeah, that was pretty silly. I mean, like, obviously they, they know who he is. He's really wanted. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Like you're really wanted Ezra. Like, Calm down. <laughs> was he Not trying like to say, he... like, uh, maybe his hair, because his hair is different now? Was it that? Yeah, he was saying because his hair looks different now. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. Like, I, I like that they referenced that he looks different. But it's like, mm, no, come on. They know who you are, Ezra. You're not that cool. So, guys, I said it at the top of the episode. I think this is definitely one of my favorites this season. Yeah, mine too. I mean, I I obviously have shown myself to be a Thrawn fangirl, and I really enjoy my Thrawn episodes, but I really, really enjoyed this. It was, I think it was a really good episode, a really tightly written episode all around. It was the most exciting episode, I think, of this season for sure. Um, Not my favorite, but definitely like top three, I'd, I'd say. But the whole cat and mouse game, the way that was written and the way it played out uh, just made this episode really exciting and tense so yeah that's definitely the best word for it it was definitely the most tense episode we've had this entire season and i will say it's been a few episodes since we've had thrown around and it i forgot like he having him around really elevate i feel like it really elevates things because there's just this element of tension and real stakes because he's so I mean, he's so smart. And then, you know, I think that's great. I mean, I always find, I I find that I enjoy the episodes with him and Maul so much because we have these intelligent villains, you know, not even necessarily villain. I I mean, Thrawn's definitely a villain, but we have these intelligent, you know, antagonists that are really pushing our heroes to their limits. No, definitely. Well said on that because... You're right. Like it's been a while since we've had Thrawn, and this is kind of—it kind of feels like this is the first time he's really shown how badass he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, probably my favorite episode of the season so far. Now, I understand we have a Twitter question, Lindsay. We do. It is from Michael Gibbons. Ah, That's good old just, Mike. Yep. And he said, uh, he asked if we would prefer the Maul Kenobi story to be over two episodes or one. Personally, he's not sure. He just hopes that it's good. Uh, I've, I think it's going to be two episodes. Um, but do you want it to be two episodes? Do I want it to be two episodes? No. Only because, only because that feels like it's going to be taking more time from the main plot of the season but it's not a story you can wrap up in one episode like this is this is a confrontation that's been building up for almost 20 years like since phantom menace so to have that kind of wrap up in a one 22 minute episode like mm, like that would be really disappointing so do i I want it to be a two-parter, but not if it's going to take from the main plot. Ernie? 
Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to hope and uh, bet that it's only going to be one episode. Um, I, th- I think there is a lot of tension, and I totally agree with Mike, but I feel like the main storyline is the Rebels trying to get a foothold, uh, you know, using Adelon and then what Thrawn is going to do. Because, uh, you know, our suspicion is that he's going to find the base, but I feel like the Maul thing and the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi thing is more like a side story now, even though we would love to see how this plays out over a long period of time. I think it's going to be a quick one. I think it's going to be one episode. Well, remember, too, Ezra's vision is going to take him to Tatooine as well. So this Our stories be, converge. Yeah, like they're like this could still be part of the main plot. It just it with the way Thrawn is going, the the Thrawn storyline is going, and how he's gearing up to go attack um, Adalon, and with the rebels getting ready to go attack Lethal. Like this definitely feels like it's a side story, even though it's technically Ezra's A story this season. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm totally there with you too. And by the way, they totally released a, a preview uh, photo today or yesterday, I think it was, of Maul and Kenobi standing uh, in defensive positions, ready to fight, which was pretty cool. Ooh, I didn't see it. Yeah, and um, I don't, I don't know if uh, Ezra's gonna be involved in this fight almost like it you know i i think you know obviously he will but i almost feel like uh, i think it'd be okay if he wasn't if maybe well, i don't think he's gonna take... be in sorry go ahead yeah i don't think he's gonna be involved in the fight i think he'll be there because he i mean his vision told him he needs to go to tatooine but i think he'll be watching from the this is for this is for kenobi and maul alone this is this is bad blood they got a beef <laughs> you know it's yeah. you know i you know originally when i first saw the tweet i had wanted it to be i was immediately like yeah of course i want two episodes this is the culmination of something that we've been waiting for since the phantom menace uh, you know they've both hurt each other in different ways like kenobi has a lot that he needs to make you know maul pay for and there's you know so much going on but you know the point you made, Mike, about them take you know taking away from the main story. It's it's all about balance and flow. And it if they could, I I wouldn't mind it being two episodes if there were if it wasn't exclusively on Tatooine for both episodes. Like if it stayed on Tatooine, but we occasionally had cutaways to have like what Hera and you know somebody else is doing for example like if they're not on Tatooine with Ezra if it's just Ezra and Maul and Kenobi and maybe Kanan and then everybody else is doing something else like it'd be really interesting if like for example I'm just spitballing here like things are starting to get really hot and heavy with hot and heavy with Thrawn that sounds so bad <laughs> things <Vanderle>. are getting <laughs> shush things are getting really really you know, up to the wire and really, really tense and things are getting close to where Thrawn is finding the base. And at the moment of when they really need, you know, Ezra, like Ezra is required to go to Tatooine. So while there's our one storyline where the ramp up is occurring with Thrawn, we have the other storyline occurring on Tatooine. So that would, if they could pull it off with the dual tensions and, you know, both, you know, there's a small war going on between Kenobi and Maul, and then 
they're preparing for this bigger battle between for Thrawn, it could be really interesting. It just would be a lot harder to pull off. I think it'd be really neat to see if they did it, but I I think I'm thinking too big. No, I'm I'm right there with you. So thanks, Mike, again for the question. You know, if you guys want to send us a question that we can answer on the air, you know, shoot us one on Twitter at Ghost Stories Pod. You can also shoot, talk to us individually if you want. Uh, I am on Twitter at It's The Rocketeer. That's I-T-S, The Rocketeer. Spectre 8, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Betty, and that's B-E-T-T-I-E, Bloodshed. Or at my other Twitter, which is for my other website, uh, SDCC Nerds Attack. And starting Thursday, I'll be tweeting all about uh, Emerald City Comic Con, where I will be this weekend. Ah, yeah. And Spectre 9, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at YeahBuddyErnie. We are part of the Random Chatter Network. So if you go to randomchatter.com, you can check out all the other shows that are on the network, including the ones that uh, Ernie and I do called The Retro Convo, and the other one that Lindsay and I do called Outer Rim, which is all of your Star Wars news every week. But until then, guys, we will see you next week. May the Force be with you.